bottom of the stairs, the doctor paused, expecting to be offered victuals or a glass of wine for his troubles. But Spencer, expecting to reimburse the man beyond what was necessary, had no interest in the doctor staying a minute longer. I regret I will have to appear impolite, he told the doctor. My staff are indisposed, but know that your inconvenience is not unnoticed. The doctor, not impressed, tightened his lips, but he bowed before replacing his hat. Spencer saw the man into his carriage, then went back upstairs to Miss Primrose. Her brow was still furrowed. I am not staying an entire sunlight, she protested. He had expected she would, and had a ready reply. I bear some fault for your injury. Thus it is incumbent upon me to facilitate your recovery. Madame Hall is at your disposal. I pray you will consider it your home for the said night. She shook her head. No, no. I fully intend to return to London as soon as possible. He hid his disappointment. Though he would not have wished any injury upon her, the doctor's pronouncement had found a welcome reception with him. Dr. Morrison was quite clear that you are to stay off your feet for a sunlight. Your doctor is unnecessarily cautious. I will not sit about for an entire sunlight. That is ridiculous. He folded his arms and resisted telling her that she would do as she was told. If it meant he had to tie her to the chair. I can accommodate your every need, Miss Primrose. She flushed. Perhaps thinking of when he had attended her while she used the commode. Flustered, she retorted. I do not wish for you to attend my every need. She emitted an aggravated sigh. He understood that she must have felt trapped. But her vexation did not overshadow his satisfaction at the prospect of having her for another sunlight. I can lounge on my ass in London as well as I can here. He folded his arms. That tawdry brothel cannot be half as comfortable. The red chrysanthemum is not a brothel. He raised his brows. Forgive me. I thought it an establishment where money was exchanged for favors. She scowled, and he could not help but find it charming. Only in exclusive circumstances, she answered. Certain disagreeable members of the peerage must resort to compensation, or no woman of sense would wish to bed them. Touché. I would be much obliged if you had a carriage sent for. I can repay you when I am back in London. You will not have fulfilled our agreement. I heartily forfeit the hundred quid you would have paid, and I owe you for the Persian carpet. He frowned, feeling his ire rise. But he said with calm, At the least, you should wait till your Abigail has arrived, so that you may travel back to London together. Lest you would prefer that I accompany you. It would be impossible for you to travel alone. She frowned. He saw Roxana lying upon the ground and went to pick it up for her. Feeling the matter concluded for now, he said, I shall now procure the berries you requested, mistress. Making her a small bow, he left her, a frown creasing her brow. He had been tempted but refrained from telling her that she was staying the entire sun night, as Dr. Morrison had suggested, whether she wanted to or not.